Hello and welcome to the Curator's Salon podcast. My name's Gita Joshi. Today I am sitting in the studio with Heinek Martinek, an artist based in South London. Welcome, Heinek. Hi, hi. Thank you for inviting me. So we first met actually at your open studio and then I've been back to see you since. I think there's so much to talk about. Um, let's start with a show that you had in Prague at the National Museum. Was it about four years ago, three years ago? Yes, yeah, it's three, three years ago about, yeah. Can you explain more about what that show was around? Um, it was about actually uh, referencing old masters, uh, mainly their collection, permanent collection, the Baroque era. And, um, and then it spread out more into European collections. So I was uh, kind of like spending three, four years about looking what the Baroque means in England, what the Baroque means in, in Czech Republic, where I come from. And, uh, and I came across that there is a big gap or big misunderstanding of each other's culture. And uh, that was quite a fascinating project because I was trying to make the bridge between the past and between those two different cultures. So when you say the Baroque was interpreted different, do you mean like um, as a style, like how it actually looks in Europe and how it looks for, you know, how British artists made? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think, you know, mainly, mainly uh, there was a different approach. So if you think about like um, here what happens in England, so you would have Van Dyke who would do like official portraits or it would become more kind of um, in a way like private sort of interest. And in um, in Czech Republic or in Central Europe, in even including Germany, it would be more kind of uh, religion, you know, things like the churches would mainly, you know, have commissions and uh, big money to support those artists. So, and I think that's the basic but that's the, that's the beginning of what is quite different directions. So how did you then interpret that in your work? Uh, well, I, I tried to, um, because I come from Central Europe, so I, of course, um, immediately jump on, on that sort of platform. And uh, so I was looking for the music, what happens, you know, in that time, and also for architecture. And I um, came across an interesting uh, architecture called uh, Kelian Ignat Dissenhofer, who was... Um, kind of like Czech and half German as well. And he comes from a bi- quite big empire, so he built many churches <coughs> um, in across whole Europe. And um, and he also built nine kind of iconic churches in the place where I grew up. And that was my first connection with Baroque, if you like, in, in you know, as a boy. And um, And then after many years, when I was like rethinking about what the Baroque means, so I, um, I was kind of looking at his work, at the paintings where, you know, what was happening there. And, and then I um, just respond to this. So for that show, you had about 50 artworks and they kind of range from a whole different uh, spectrum of, uh, not styles, but well, certainly media. You know, there was painting, there was drawing, um, you know, there was Sculpture these. Sculpture as well. And yeah. there was a sort of performance, which I did in Iceland as well. So, um, I, you know, I mean, I try to, because I, I really appreciate old masters and even I think looking at the back, it's very important in my work. So, um, uh, because I believe that if you go back, then you can go in the future as well. So I don't have a limit of like, this is contemporary or this is old masters or this is, um, you know, something between. So I try to, um, to make it simple and look at the past as the one material and I think that that's why I was very free to 
work with the Baroque era. And uh, so I would just pick up some paintings that would really, you know, attract me. So I would, um, I would copy them or I would just draw them or make a sculpture. But the main thing was to build a bridge between sort of 16th century to 21st century. So um, I would kind of like use, I don't know, um, even the fake news to fake the history as well. So, so the paintings could look very old, but if you zoom on them, if you really start to look at them and use the titles as well, then you could find out that there is a very contemporary issues as well. So not just the past. Okay, yeah, really interesting. Because I think one of the things you previously mentioned was um, the use of Photoshop as well. Yeah, yeah. You exactly. know, which, um, you know, influences a lot of uh, visual culture now. Yeah. And, and how you then sort of presented that in, a, I in, think in that, your that painting. Just, just, that was quite interesting, I think, because um, the Photoshop actually is quite similar way of thinking uh, as in the Baroque. Because I think like Rubens or these old masters, they would kind of have Photoshop in their mind. Means like that they would compose the painting with many different elements, <coughs> excuse me, with many different realities putting together. And I think you can do this in Photoshop as well. So you have maybe 10 images and then cropped, you know, some sort of detail uh, and then combine it, layering it and putting them together. So I think you basically composing a new reality in the Photoshop. And I think that's what the Baroquian old masters did as well. So I think there is a quite similarity in, in way, in a way of, of thinking and not just copying a photographs in, in just, you know, like looking at the photograph. But so, um, so I think there is a more connections than you would expect or you would think that, yeah, I mean, you can make that bridge. Well, that's such an interesting way of explaining it, you know, like, because Photoshop now we, we obviously is like so accessible to everybody. Yes. Um, but we just think of it in a, such a different way. Like you said, with the uh, old masters actually, you know, creating not, not collage necessarily, but layering up different um, yeah. sort of uh, composites, you know, with, uh, to build up the canvas. How did that show in um, Prague come around? Uh, well, actually, I was showing in Prague in 2015 at uh, Václav Pála Gallery, and that was a very successful show. And <clears throat> and in that time, when it was kind of like ending, there was um, one curator coming from the National Gallery that I got the chance to talk to with, and um, and she loved that. And she was kind of like thinking, well, you know, we should do something. And later on, I was introduced to the director um of the national gallery in prague and um, so we had the dinner and we had the chance to kind of have a deeper dialogue and he was kind of happy to invite me to do that project for like uh, three years and then it was exhibited uh, at the uh, Sternberg palace in prague so how long before the exhibition opened were you in discussions and i think it was nearly like three three and a half a year i think it took me because i need that time because i started really after that sort of conversation. So there was no anything before. I mean, I, I, I always dream about like showing my work next to old masters. So that was my dream. So, uh, it was a great opportunity to, to make this kind of project. So how was that process of them putting together a show? Obviously you had like, what you said, like three years lead time on it. And, and how was that like working with both the museum and then you had your commercial gallery in Prague as well? Well, I think um, 
I would say that the commercial galleries um, I, I like to work with because they are quite flexible and they kind of like work and and uh, they respond very immediately. But I think when when you deal with a museum, you're not the only one, of course, because they are like preparing um, five, ten shows, you know, at the same time. So. So it's a, it was quite kind of a labyrinth, I would say, to, to work with them because uh, many, many things were happening at the same time. And sometimes an artist, you know, when you focus on it, you need to respond to, to know just quite immediately. So I would normally quite wait a few days or weeks and that a bit irritates me sometimes. So I quite like to, um, to work uh, more quickly or I don't know. So, so it was quite... But, you know, good experience to realize how the museum thinks, because I think it's quite everywhere, it's not just in Prague. I mean, we've got an issue of, like, how to hang the paintings, and, and uh, I mean, the creator was good, you know, because he knew what he wanted. Um, so I wouldn't blame the curators, but I would kind of maybe blame the, um, the system, which is on, on the top, that um, you would talk to people that they don't know what's going on, you know, below you or what's going on up. And so there was a quite sort of difficult communication between them. So I would just send some requests and then they would have to send it someone else, someone else, and then wait for an answer. So that, that was what, um, quite surprised me that, um, and that's what I like about the, you know, commercial galleries where, um, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, you can make things very quickly, but you know, that doesn't mean that I don't like museums. I mean, I, 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 I extremely admire them and I think they are playing such a big role in our society and, you know, showing like what's going on and, and, uh, so, so I think it was just like the experience and I'm sure that if I do other exhibition with the museum, I would be more prepared as well to kind of take part and, uh, being more relaxed. I think it's just the way institutions work. They just have quite a lot more, yeah. uh, di you know, different concerns, everything from, you know, how they're funded to yeah, exactly. security issues and their public engagement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and the budget, you know, and it's moving on. And I mean, people are changing in the institution as well, because if you do a project like for half a year, so then it's quite stable. But if you do a project for more years, so then you have to find, you, you will face the new people during the process and so you have to explain again what's going on and so that that's a part of it and then uh, that show was brought to london where you show with paraffin is that right yes yeah, yeah and how was that yeah i mean that that was very interesting to see like how the people responded here to the same paintings and how the people respond to those works in prague um i would say that mm, mm, i don't know i think in intellectually i Thing that it was more understood in Prague that they got kind of better my message because it was quite um, conducted that way. It was quite designed for kind of like a Czech culture. I think here it was just like um, uh, seen more as a visual exhibition. So I was like, um, it was a shame that I don't think that they didn't get much sort of the concept. And I think this is because... Um, misunderstanding of some key persons that I was referencing in in the project that they didn't know them here. But also, what's interesting is like the, the National uh, Museum in Prague where you showed with, has such a historical context, you know, it's a yes. building, right? It's also yeah, very yeah, yeah. decorative. It's very old and building thing, right? too, yeah. 
And so you've got the artwork there. So then when you're presenting it in London at the Paraffin, which is essentially what we call a white cube space, yeah. you know, it's taken out of that context, isn't it? And so what you're, you know, the, the idea of white cubes is typically to like focus the attention on the artwork. Yeah. But like taking it out of context seems to have I disrupted think, that for you. I think you're, you're right. That's a, that's a very good point. Like um, when I showed those works in Prague, they were next to those old masters. So, and I, I managed to make that exhibition. Um, <coughs> it was actually on sort of the third floor where it's like in the circle, so many rooms, and you have to turn on the right and go through the permanent collection. So you have to go there, and I wanted to have it that. So you have to go through that, um, seeing all those masters, and then to end it up in my show. So, so that's, that was a part of, you know, the context of the, um, to, um, to remind, you know, yeah, to remind uh, people who look at the contemporary art to, you know, to say, look, go back, you know, have a look on those old masters and then see what we could do afterward. But I think here it was just clear, like, as you say, like white cube, just, you know, walls and then selection of paintings. So I could not exhibit everything. <clears throat> so it was definitely a different, different presentation. That's really interesting, actually, sort of really thinking about the circulation of the visitor to that gallery or the museum show as well, yeah. you know, making them sort of pass through being immersed in rooms, several rooms yes. of, yes. you know, old masters. Yeah. And then that sort of almost bleeding sort of quite easily into your work because yeah. on a visual level, it's not, um, you know, you can see there's a continuity. Yeah, exactly. And then, that's you know, what I really wanted to in, show. There's nothing new, you know, I wanted to really show like, if you look at the work at the beginning of the, you know, at the first room, the still life, William Calf, Barokian, you know, and then you just move on, move on, move on. And then I just, I, I wanted to kill the question of time, you know, I just want to see that sort of show as a, as friends, old friends are exhibiting together, you know, just, just not, not to build the borders, but knock them out and just to have, make it as a one platform. On the subject of time, which I know is actually one of the key sort of themes through your work, yeah. can we talk about the memento mori that always appears in your work? I think the, the first idea, like to have this kind of iconic topics like time, because everybody is kind of touching it somehow. Um, so I, I mean, it was when I came through the old photographs, so like the daguerreotypes and these kind of things. And, and, um, so when I was like looking at those earlier photographs, even late 19th century, early 20th century, um, I think you realize that how difference, well, I mean, if you look at the people who are in the images of old photographs, so, and compare them to our digital photographs. I mean, you might think, oh my God, that's a big difference. But people were the same, you know, people looks as we look now. But what it means that change is the technology. And so if you think about the the evolution of digital image or not individual, not digital image, but technical pictures, um, they change every decades, like technology, style, whatever. And And I think... If you start to compare, because we have that chance to have a record of 150 sort of of these kind of technical pictures. So you can every 10 years jump into different timing. 
And uh, so that was the main influence when I started to work with the photographs. And, uh, and then I did a series. Um, I spent like four or five years on that uh, creating series, uh, which, is, which was called Every Minute You Are Closer to Death. And even the topic was more serious as well, if you can see it on the title. But uh, with this Baroque project, I uh, wanted to do it in a similar way, to look at each different paintings as uh, visual language from sort of different chapters, and then to combine it together. So I think, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just melting time, or I don't know, just kind of like not. And in your more, most uh, recent work, you're uh, referencing um, the Icelandic coast yeah, yeah, and things yeah. like that. Um, again, you know, sort of melting icebergs and so on as well. Yeah, I think what I like about my work is to kind of um, make looking like image traditional, but at the same time, behind there is a strong message to society. So, um, so I think... Again, if you read the titles of the painting and if you look at the painting, then you can see that there is something beyond, you know, not just visual sort of aspect on it. So, I mean, currently I'm kind of more referencing 19th century and also the, the global warming and these kind of issues that, you know, are around us now. So that's why I um, bring on board more like landscapes and figurative stuff. Uh, where I think it's a key thing what's going on in our society now. But they were also quite relevant in the 19th century, right? Because, yes. you know, they weren't necessarily called, you know, things like climate change or environmental issues, but it was around um, the growth of urban cities, you know, railways, yeah. all these things yeah, that yeah, were yeah. impacting, you know, the things that a few years earlier people like Constable had painted yeah. that they thought would be, you know... The modern life, yeah. The, mm. the modernity of yeah, being... Uh, so I think we still carry on with that sort of concept. The works we've been talking about already reference um, a heavily Baroque style that you had with a show in Prague. But it's like uh, your study and your reference to history is also sort of moves. So now you're looking at 19th century. Are you moving you know, it, through the isms and are you looking more at neoclassicism now as well? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's a part of it because, because I, I need to be extremely excited about, you know, like, the era or chapter or some kind of like movement. And, um, and once I discovered that, then I just really like eat everything. So I really like go extremely deep in, in the, in the, in the problem. And, um, and then, uh, creating the painting is like the result of it. So that's just like how I was having a party, you know, if you like. And then that's what I left behind me is the artwork. So, um, and I need to be excited about that, to fall in love with some kind of like topic. And, um, and I know that this stay just like three, four years. And after, after that, I have to really move somewhere else. And normally, <clears throat> if I can see it from the past, I, I can, uh, it takes me like a half a year or one year to really rediscover something else. So, um, so I don't know if I would, ended up in Egypt, next chapter. I don't know. I mean, I... I it's so it's like actually having a very immersive time, you know, within, uh, you know, a period that you're sort of studying and researching. Yes, exactly. I, 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 because it's, um, it's also a learning uh, process because I read a lot about that time. I try to find out uh, the key persons in those, you know, time. And, and so, so it's not just like visual. 
learning, but, but also cultural learning. So which artists would you say that you're looking at at the moment for, you know, this new body of work that you're making? Well, I mean, it's, it's you know, I mean, I like a lot of artists. So, for sure, but so, if there were just a handful. Uh, but, but I mean, it, it, it would be kind of like uh, Paul Delaroche, for example, just looking at those kind of, uh, this sort of level of stuff. Where Can I just say about this uh, Paul Delaroche that you've got on the picture on the so wall here? The yeah. picture Heineck has on his wall is the execution of Lady Jane Grey, which seems really topical at the moment, because I would say yeah. that executioner could just be the Daily Mail right now yes, <laughs> with yes. the current uh, crisis we're going through. Yeah, that's right, yeah. But there's, you know, I mean, in terms of reference, like, you know, we're sort of talking about painterly style, but also, um, you know, there's this hand here that you mentioned is also on that work in progress. Though. Yeah, it would be some kind of like those things that I would kind of memorize through visiting museums, you know, because I have seen millions, millions of paintings, I'm sure you too. And uh, some paintings you just don't like, some paintings you love, and so some detail you remember. And and those details that I remember, I, I always like to reference. So it doesn't need to be a whole painting, but some kind of like detail. Um, if you look at my work, like what I have done in the past, you might think there is not much new, is there is a continuation, but I don't care about that. But I mean, it seems to me that every four or five years there is sort of... Um, a new energy, new kind of like style and, you know, new philosophy, whatever. Uh, not the basic one that stay, but I mean new kind of reference in the past. Mm -hmm. So um, what I think is what changed now, I think, compared to the Baroque is that there is a color involved. And that's a, that's a massive change because I spent kind of, you know, uh, quite, quite a while, you know, doing just monochrome paintings, which I really, really enjoyed. It was very kind of um, calm sort of situation where you reduce colors and you just focus on topic. And uh, but I always knew that there would be a time that the color come back, and it the paintings could become more kind of richer because I think you can achieve something with monochrome. You can go very deep, but at the same time you can do that with the color. And if you use the color in the right way. I think that's the harmony, you know, that's a, that's like, that's like a big sort of concert or some kind of amazing things. Um, and that's where I'm trying to, to go now because I've, I've got quite a lot of experience from the past. So I did like many things like landscapes, portraits, still lives, whatever. And, and so I, I, I'm trying now to mix and put everything together now and to make it bold, to make it like strong um, and to make a masterpieces. So, I mean, that's what is my dream now. Um, so your canvases are really large and you're obviously working on several at a time. How far into the exploration of these new ideas would you say you are? Um, I don't have like a deadline or kind of like even the, where I want to finish because I think that that would be... Um, silly because the, the limitation I, I don't have limitation there so i just trust my you know intuition and i just go and follow it i just feel confident i think that's what the right words like i feel confident to do it now and i believe that it could take few years to to achieve that but i don't know where it ended up so i just feel that this is the right direction so are you saying that generally you know that you know usually when you immerse yourself in a body of work it's kind of like a four-year sort of cycle and then it's like a six-month transition out of it. I think it's naturally, it's, it's, 
I, I don't know how to say it, but I mean, I, I know myself now, I think in this sort of way of thinking, and uh, so I'm not expecting big change in the future. So I, I, I believe that that's the way how I like it. And, uh, you know. So Heinek, what have you got coming up? Any shows? Yeah, um, there is coming up one uh, next month in Stockholm at the National Museum. In February? Yeah, it's in February. And um, and that's going to be about what we were talking. So, it's, I don't know, like 25 artists who are referencing the old masters in nowadays. And there's actually some big names in that show as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to see that, like how it will speak all together. I think there's Sam Taylor Wood and uh, Shani Bari. I saw, saw their names there as well. Yeah. And then anything else or is that it for this year? Um, yeah, I mean, in September there is coming up a group show in London uh, referencing Brexit. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Amazing. All right. Well, I look forward to those shows. Heinek, thank you so much for spending time with me today. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. It does help us get found by more people. And I will add the links to my social media as well as Heinek's in the show notes. The Curator Salon hopes you enjoyed this production.